1: All right, welcome to the Talking Giants player profile preview. Number three. Today we're going to do Rhett Ellison. He's a tight end. And Antoine Bethea. He's a 60. First of all, Danny, how you doing, my guy?
0: I'm Doing good. training camp finally back in the – almost back in the full swing of things, but finally almost here. Almost first, yeah. first official practice is soon. What, Friday? Yeah, yeah Friday.
1: I know. Yeah. And yeah. we're – This is weird. We're recording this early and we're like, we're in a time lapse right now. But anyways, we got two really important guys to this team. A couple, uh, some of the the few, if any, you know, third year olds on the team besides Eli. We got Red Ellison. So let's start off with Red Ellison first. Red Ellison, he was brought in two years ago under McAdoo. In fact, he was under Shermer in Minnesota. Um, So he is like, he's like the only guy from that Minnesota team um with along with Mike Rimmers now to come over with Pat Sherman we see like sometimes coaches trying to get a bunch of guys from their old team you know a la you know James Betcher with every Arizona Cardinal you know Anton Bethea we're gonna talk about him later and he's been really solid for us like he's not he's obviously not flashy but he's not paid to be flashy but he's been like a really solid blocker for the past couple years he's been solid when Ingram has went down last year uh I but I think he is a little bit expendable because there's guys that he can do his job. Scott Simonson did pretty well when he was called upon last year. But nonetheless, like, Red Elson is going to be a very important part of this team this year and two tight end sets. And if we ever need him uh, in case Ingram goes down.
0: No, yeah, Red Elson, him with the experience of Patrick's offense really helped out to help someone like Evan Ingram and just other guys in the office get used to him. Uh, but it's weird. When he first signed with the Giants, Ben McAdoo, for some reason, did not like Red Ellison. He, they, I feel like him and him just didn't get along, mesh well together. Now, obviously, with Shermer being here, the the chemistry is there. And that's why the more I, I get closer to the season, the more I'm like, yeah, they're not going to cut Red Ellison, even if Scott Simons has good camp, just because Red Ellison and Pat Shermer, they know each other well, they know their abilities. So it makes sense to keep Red Ellison. Uh, as you said, yeah, uh, his run block abilities would really help him on this team. I think Evan Ingram has benefited from it a little bit, not entirely, but Red Ellison could shoot him a few things. And as you said, when Evan Ingram goes down, Red Ellison is a fine backup to have at a tight end.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and let's kind of look at the splits. We'll start off with that. Uh, now, there, he had eight games with Evan Ingram uh, this season. He, in those games, he had seven catches for 57 yards less than a catch of a game per game with seven yards per game. So that's not like he is not part of the passing game at all when Evan Ingram's now he he stays in the block in the passing game. But if Evan Ingram's on the field, Red Ellison is just, he's just not a threat. And I think defenses will pick up on that if we continue that trend Um, and they'll be more likely to send in an extra guy. Uh, Maybe that's something they'll switch up this year when they're in uh, their two tight end personnel. Um, because, you know, when you have two tight ends on the field, you can't run nickel. Um, and then that allows guys like Evan Ingram to, you know, run down the seams. Uh, so in those games, like with Evan Ingram, he, was, he just wasn't part of the passing game. But without Evan Ingram, he's pretty solid in the passing game. Obviously nothing flashy, but with a team that had, you know, an Odell, uh, Odell Sterling Shepard um, and Saquon, he did pretty decent. Those, those are six games. He had 18 catches for 215 yards and, and uh, his uh, sole touchdown on the season, which is three catches and 36 yards per game. And like I said, it's nothing flashy, but that's pretty good for a guy who was the fifth option in a passing game um, when he was you know, by himself out there without Ingram. Um, and we saw them run some more two tight end sets with, when it was out Ingram with him and Simonson. The run game worked really well. I, I remember the Chicago game. Whenever we had two tight ends, you know Ellison and Symmons in that Chicago game, we were able to run the ball pretty well and, and run some stretch plays. Um, and that's where tight end blocking matters because Evan Ingram has been like he's actually been a, a lot better blocker, but he's had to be kind of hidden. Like they can't, they're not running between Ingram and the tackle. Whereas El, when Ellison's out there, you can run stretch plays because you know, like you can count on him to seal the edge. And like you said, that his his run blocking is what he's being paid to be on this team for and what he was brought in for. I mean, he, when he was brought in, he was brought in to be the fullback as well because Ben McAdoo had never ran the fullback. Uh, you know, they did bring in Shane Smith. But like I said, Ellison, when he was brought in, he was the only guy who could play fullback on the team. And that's what he did. And he did it last year, too, even with the fullback on the team. So, the, you know, they, they will shift him in the backfield at times. So, like, he's just a really solid guy. He's not going to blow you away, but nobody expects him to either.
0: No, yeah, like, if if you're not a Giants fan, Red Ellis is probably not a household name to you. Uh, more, As I said, he's a household name for the Giants. But for what he does to us, he contributes a lot. Uh, so he re- mainly being paid to be a run blocker on this team, and that's something the Giants did need last year and, and in uh, 2017 when our offensive line was still pretty bad. Obviously, his role will probably still be the same this year. But as you said, defense, don't really have to prepare for him if he's in the passing game because he, he isn't in it. He's mainly in there. To get some run blocks. So the Giants gotta find a way to not like have him be like a, a focus of the pass game, but just get him in there a little bit more. And it'll probably lead to some big plays by Red Ellison because he has he's not a fast guy. He's not gonna be able to get up the feet, he's not gonna have much uh yards after catch. He's not gonna be a speedy guy, but he could be in there to get a nice few five yard gains. He had a one big play in the the Chicago game, I wanna say he was able to it was a designed out-of-bounds play, but he was still able to get out-of-bounds, which I'm impressed by because that's really the highlight that's standing out to my head right now. But as, as you said, uh, he is he and spectacular? No, but he's spectacular for the Giants to do some things that they were able to do last year.
1: Right, and Eli historically has been able to get good use out of those guys where, like you said, they're not fast, but they know how to find holes in a defense, um, and you're essentially like a blocking slot player. Um, You know, Bear Pascal, Kevin Boss was a little more athletic, but we saw once he left, he was pretty useless in Oakland and was out of the league in no time. Um, uh, Ballard, like those guys are all like important players on the team. And I think that's what Ellison is. Um, He doesn't get a lot of touchdowns, but he does get some like his touchdowns are important ones. They're in the red zone. And with Odell gone like that is I think that I've said it over and over again. I think that's the biggest hole. Uh, that Odell leaves is in the in the end zone because I, I I think Ellison will be a guy who can contribute in there and like you said I think that they should try just make this a team that like you have to cover every single guy don't let the the defense have any stones uh unturned so yeah I, I think they you know not get him more involved in the passing game but just have like a player two design to get him open
0: no yeah. Uh... As you said, with Odell gone, it, the red zone is, it's, we've got to find that guy to be that Odell Beckham Jr. And honestly, I don't want Red Ellison to be the main guy. I feel like that could be a goal to take, you Shepard type thing. But on his one touchdown last year in the Houston-Texas game, that was almost near that uh, red zone, and Eli had the faith to give him the ball. I really didn't do that much last year in the red zone, I believe. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But he can be like a nice red zone, Fred, like, uh, like maybe the two-free yard line. You just have him run like a little out route to the sideline. You get it to him that way. I feel like they also use Evan Ingram in that role a lot. So I want him to be a big part of the red zone. He can be a physical guy in there to get an extra block. Uh, As I said, you can even, if you want to, hand him off the ball in the backfield. If you play him as a fullback, he could probably punch that football in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. They use him in a really versatile way more than you would think. Um, And like, okay, so Evan Ingram goes down in that Houston game. And in that game, so when he wasn't, like, called on to start or, or really play, that's where he had, you know, that's where he had, like he said, that touchdown, he had three catches for 39 yards. Um, and then in another game, you know, his second – his his best game was in the loss to Philly in, in, uh, in that 22-25 loss where he had four catches and 77 yards. So he's, he's going to have his games, and he had that as well uh, in 2017. In 2017, he had – so, last year, his his total stats were 25 catches for 272 yards and a, and a touchdown. Uh, in 2017, where he did play two more games, he only played 14 last year, he had 24 catches for 235 yards and two touchdowns, which averages to a catch and a half a game for 15 yards. So, uh, essentially, he was getting three catches every two games. Um, but like I said, we're kind of talking about his passing game, but he... Is going to be used as a run blocker. Now, the question is, do you th- do you see them spelling him with like a Scott Simonson um, one because of his contract? Um, now we have all the cap space in the year uh, in the world next year, so there wouldn't be a reason financially to cut him, even though he is making 6.25 uh, in 20 uh, 2019, 2020, uh, or sorry, uh, 2020. Um. But obviously, they want to get like younger guys in there. He's thirty years old, and you know you always want to get you know bring in younger guys. Um, so I, that's my question: is will they try and get Scott Simonson to run that number two tight end role? Some.
0: Uh, obviously, they they hope Scott Simonson can be the guy to replace him. But as I said at the start of this episode, I feel like just the relationship between Pat Shermer and him is going to what help him stay on this team because during the beginning of this off offseason, I was like, yes, I could see him being cut. But the closer we get, and I'm more like Evan Ingram, he's not the best run blocker, but he can do it. But, like, I, I don't think they fully trust him to be that guy yet. Maybe one more year under Ellison. And also, while Evan Ingram is a very capable player, maybe Scott Simonson can benefit from having Red Ellison and see how he plays the game. I feel like next year is – wait, no. Is he a free agent this year or next season? I forgot. It's next Ellison? He's next ellison, Ellison's ellison
1: got another two years
0: for him. So I say next season is probably a year when he could get cut. I feel like they want Scott Simonson to develop like maybe an extra season. But yes, he's a free agent this year, but they can easily give him another cheap deal if they wanted to. So I feel like right now, I feel like the goal is to develop Scott Simonson to be the number two tight end and then get rid of Red Ellison.
1: Yeah, and, and I was actually like lobbying a little bit for the trade of Ellison. Yeah. But the more and more I looked at it and talked with people, it's like it, it doesn't make sense because we have all the cap space in the in the world next year. We don't. We not We're not bringing anybody else in this year. Um, and I think that was more me leaking over after free agency when we didn't have much cap room at all. Um, so you know, you know, he has two and a half million of what would be dead cap this year. I just it's you know with Scott Simonson and C.J. Conrad is a guy they like a lot. Although I think people get excited about these undrafted free agents a little too much. Um, we just just like it's our new toy and it's like we got to get him on the field and it's like no nah, that's that's not realistic for the first year but Ellison just does everything he's asked of he like he like we've said he blocks um and he had the you know it's a, a smaller volume than the other receivers but he had the top target per catch or catch per target rate on the team was 74 percent so out of every four balls thrown his way he caught three of them um and so yeah he's just a really trustworthy guy there's nothing flashy about him but like he's like the most trustworthy guy on the team almost like in the passing game. Like, well, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, you know, 74% uh, target rate. You can always trust him to be a, a good in the run block game. So he's just solid. And guys like that are important to a team that's trying to compete and win.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Eli can't trust Red Ellison if he needs to. Say like Evan Ingram's having a bad game and our wide receivers are having a bad game. He can trust Red Ellison to give him the ball and Eli will feel safe doing that. And that's what Eli needs. He needs to have, well, Golden Tate, he could trust. Sterling Shepard, he could trust. He need, you need everyone you got to trust. Red else, the guy that I would trust to pass the ball to if I was Eli Manning.
1: Yep, definitely. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll get on to Antoine Bethea. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, these player profile previews are brought to you by our presenting company, ...media company, John Boy Media. Check our website out, johnboymedia.com. We have all kinds of podcasts. We have the number one Yankees podcast in the world. It hit number two in all of sports. It was part of my take, Talking Yanks. And then our Talking Baseball, where the same guys, John Boy and Jake, do a baseball podcast. That hit number four. So check all that stuff out. We have a Knicks podcast... We have all a history podcast, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you check it out. It's all at JohnBoyMedia.com or you follow it on Twitter, Instagram, at JohnBoyMedia. And then now, the next player. Some of these guys got to get their head out of their ass around here. All right, Antoine Bethea, first year with the Giants. He's going to be our starting free safety, Five 5'11", 204 pounds. 35 years old, this guy's 35, going into his 14th year in the NFL, yet I expect big things out of him because he's been consistent throughout the whole his whole career, and especially so in the past two seasons. Like, I'm really excited for Antoine Bethea. He's not the most flashy guy, but he's got that old man swag, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But I'm, like, really confident in Bethea. Like, there's – I don't know if you feel the same way, Danny, but I, like – for a guy that's thirty-five years old, I just don't—I don't have any doubts when it comes to him.
0: Well, uh, see, I, I, I like Antoine Buffet. I believe he'll be a quality safety, but I, I still have just you know a twenty-four-year-old Landon Collins versus a twenty-five-year-old Landon Collins versus a thirty-five-year-old Antoine Buffet. But that's two totally different positions. Now, now I'm not even sure why I made that comparison, but so my logic is really off. Now I sound stupid saying that but besides my point I'm, I, I like Antoine Buffet actually you know what now I'm even thinking about it he's replacing Curtis Riley wait no I love him now I got my positions mixed up I'm sorry about that I'm thinking of Jabril Peppers uh, I, I really like uh, Antoine Buffet replacing Curtis Riley I just sounded really stupid right there
1: well no I honestly kind of looked at him as a Landon Collins replacement I know Landon is a strong safety and, and Buffet will play the free but we signed Bethea like a day or two after the Landon Collins thing. And I know that trade talks were already in the work, in the works for uh Jabril Peppers. But I looked at I really did look at that as a replacement. And Bethia is someone who has played both free and strong safety. And he does a lot of the things that Collins does. He's gonna play up in the box a lot. Uh Arizona loved to use him there. James Betcher, especially so when he was his defensive coordinator in 2017. I mean, they used him at up at the line of scrimmage a lot and we're expecting to see our safety. like I, I i look at bethea and peppers both as not even like i know that one's you know peppers is a strong safety but they a free safety but i look at those guys as just like their own position almost they're just safeties like don't like it's not even attached free or strong i think both of them are going to be playing up the line both are going to be used in really versatile ways um And just, I mean, look at, like, the numbers compared to Collins, okay? So, Collins played 12 games. He had 96 total tackles, 67 solo, uh, 29 uh, assisted. So, 96 total. Um, So, if you convert that into 16 games, that's 128 tackles with 89 solo. But Thayle last year had 121 tackles and 100 solo. So, he had more solo tackles. Um, And solo tackles really tell the story when it comes to tackles. Um, but essentially the same. Uh, Bathea had three sacks last year. He didn't have any interceptions last year, but he he is a guy that gets interceptions. Whereas Collins had zero sacks or interceptions last year. Uh, but was really like in a on a bad Arizona team. Bathea was like a really a bright spot. Uh, they used him in versatile ways, uh, and I, I think the Giants expect a lot out of him. And if he's not like up to par, it's going to be a problem because we have no depth at the safety position.
0: No, yeah, our at safety is next to none. So that's why both the Jabril Peppers and Antoine Buffet both need to be good. And both really need to stay healthy. So now let me get to the logical point of Antoine Buffet. I have his stats. You just said his stats. Let me look up. uh, I have Curtis Riley's stats right here. You know, Everyone's favorite free safety. He had 75 total tackles, 63 uh, solo, 12 assists. He had uh, four interceptions. He took one for a touchdown, but that was for like one yard in the Washington Redskins game. So uh, one major improvement over Curtis Riley. Most people are an improvement over Curtis Riley. If you someone that's not improvement over Curtis Riley, it's like if you threw me at free safety, then he would probably be better me in that aspect of it. But
1: better better life.
0: <laughs> no, but Antoine Buffet, He He's a veteran, so that's gonna be good for the locker room. You want a good veteran leader? Uh, he could. <laughs> teaching Jabril Peppers a few things. Jabril is still very young. He can learn a few things from Antoine Maffaire. It's just the biggest benefit is that he knows James Betcher's system very well. He had a very good year under him in 2017. And now James Betcher can trust his free safety and know he won't drop a p- pass out of nowhere. He, this free safety will actually be able to make tackles. Unlike the other one who, you know, would go into Janoris Jenkins' gut when he tries to tackle Tariq Cohen. So... Yes, I have expectations for him, but I do have my doubts because, I mean, he is 35 years old. He is up there in age, but, hey, I'm hoping he can prove me wrong and make me look stupid for calling him out on age.
1: Well, you, you said that, you know, he's going to be the lead in the locker room, and I I really believe that, man. He is loved by everyone, everywhere he goes. Indianapolis, I mean, they love him. Now, don't get me wrong, he was, he was a lot younger and was part of a Super Bowl team. In fact, he had two interceptions in that playoffs. Uh, one, one against Trent Green and then uh, one against the Ravens in the, in the uh, divisional round. Um, but, like, like all Colts fans I know, and I know a lot, they love the guy. Arizona, they love him. I'm not sure about San Francisco, but I don't know why they won it. Um, and I just expect them to use him in versatile ways, and I was looking at some film. Uh, now, will James Betcher use the money backer this year, whether that's Mark McLaurin or just having like, a guy like Tay Davis being that guy? Um, and just, you know, not, and just having him as like a three down guy, but when that is used, Antoine Bethea is so important in those times. Cause that's when Antoine Bethea is going to be up at the line of scrimmage, moving around. I mean, they had him in the a gaps at times, which led to a blitz, uh, against Russell will or a sack against Russell Wilson. They're going to use him in a lot of ways. He's smart and he's really like with him and Ogletree back there, like there should be no, no miss assignments because those like Ogletree is another year, a leader on that team. And then Befea being so familiar with James Betcher and being 35 years old, I mean, these guys are going to be in line, and that's going to be really important with all the young guys on this defense besides these two. No, yeah, because
0: I mean, right now, this could going to be a battle. Who's going to be the team captain? I mean, it's obviously probably going to be Al Gogoltrey, but Antoine Befea is going to be well-respected by everyone in that locker room. And as you said, Al Gogoltrey will be able to handle like the linebacker assignments and the D-line assignments, and if Antoine Befea sees like, Jabril Peppers out of place, he can get his attention and... Fix that up. So that's why his veteran leadership and his uh, familiarity with James Betcher's uh, defense will be very important and help our team have success. But they, that's the question: Who will will there be a money linebacker Because if I'm correct in saying this, uh, did they use Dion Buchanan in that same way down in Arizona?
1: Yes, they did.
0: They did. So that's why and it worked well for Arizona and Dion Buchanan as well. And, and if Deion Buchanan came to the Giants, he 100 percent w- would have been in that same role this year, and it would basically be the 2017 Cardinals. And so, unfortunately, he went to Arizona with Bruce Arians and uh Todd Bowles. So, Antoine Bethea, he should have a good year being in a some, uh, familiar place with James Betcher. I'm just hoping that, yeah, I'm just hoping that he can help this team win games. That's really you know the main hope. But I feel like. He just has to be a good leader. That'll make the big deal for him.
1: Yeah, and I just think his versatility adds a lot. I mean, if James Betcher has shown anything, is he likes guys that are versatile and can play all around the field. I mean, like, I mean, can you remember a team that had two safeties like that where they're going to be playing all over the field? I mean, this defense, I, I don't know how good it's going to be, but damn, it's going to be exciting because, like I said, they're going to be all over the field. I mean, Bethea had three sacks last year, five tackles for a loss. I mean, and let's look at his 2017 stats when he was under Betcher, And he only started six games this season. And he had five interceptions, a sack, uh, 57 total tackles. So obviously that gets attributed to, you know, only starting six games, um, which is like, you know, he goes from, you know, at at 33, he starts six games. At at 34, he starts 16. He had a tackle for a loss. Um, And he just, like I said, he's just going to be used in so many different ways. Um, I'm like I'm really excited to see Buffet. Like, I'm I'm happy that he's a part of our team. Like, and he's just a guy I've always liked and respected. Um, and he retweeted me one time when the reporter asked him, Do you think he could play at a high level? He's like, you, are you talking to me? Like he literally, like, who who can who play at a high level? Huh. Like, well, you. He's like like I, 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 he should have slapped that dude. Anyways, I mean, you know, he was the ninth he was a ninth-ranked safety in 2017. I mean, the guy like, the only thing, the only negative you can really point at is his age.
0: Yeah, his age is really the only downside, if anything. And But you're right. Like, I looked at his tape. I couldn't see much to hate on the guy. I look back at particularly the 2017, yes, 2017, but it was under James Betcher when he just picked the Giants off, like, what, two, three times? Actually, I have his stats right here. Let me go get them how many times did he, pick and, uh, he picked this off in that he picked us off two times and it was like pretty impressive picks Eli was just being Eli making stupid throws but he, that was, he was what 33 then so two years difference I mean yeah two years could make a difference but I don't see why it shouldn't make too much of a difference and now James Betcher will be able to have a free save that you can trust and Antoine Le will trust James Betcher, so he should be fine I just I, I still have my doubts though
1: no, and I, I get that. But third down is going to be crazy for us this year. And I know that's not a hot take to say third down is going to be super important. But with all these different kind of schemes we're going to run, um, whether – like there was a play against Seattle that I, I, I watched uh, Bethea's, and he ended up getting a sack on this play. They had uh, six guys on the line of scrimmage, including Dion Buchanan, who was that money backer slash safety, and Antoine Bethea. Both of those guys are in the A-gaps you got three defensive linemen and a linebacker there. And so, like, Russell Wilson knows that he's going to get some kind of blitz, and it's probably going to be those guys that are in the middle um, are going to be, like, you know, Deion Buchanan um, and Bethea. And instead, Deion Buchanan bails to the defensive lineman bail, and then the nickel blitzes. And Antoine Bethea blitzes and gets a sack on Russell Wilson on a I think it was like a third and eight. So like that kind of stuff is going to be really important for us. And like offenses, maybe they will burn us because, you know, there's you know, there's young guys in the secondary and, and the guys up front um are at least not guys up front, but the guys on the edge aren't like aren't like the top aren't top tier guys. But man, they you will have to come prepared against the Giants defenses because of guys like Bethea who are never going to let you know what they're going to what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, I want to see how he used in the, the blitz in, in this year's defense because they, they tried to use Curtis Riley in it, and sometimes it worked, majority of times it didn't. So I want to see how James Betcher will utilize him now at 35 years old in that free safety position because I feel like Antoine Fae could disrupt the pass uh, a lot. He he could be a threat out there. So that's something I feel like the Giants are going to use him a lot in. And as you said, defenses. I mean, while the defense doesn't look pretty. Uh, off they're going to have to prepare their offense well for for at least at least the first game few games to, because the Giants defense has all the potential to be a quality defense and but they also have all the potential to be a terrible defense so yeah
1: it's it's such a high ceiling and a low floor so yeah Bethaya he he has to be important because we just do not have any depth at the safety position so yeah Bethea we're really excited for him but we appreciate you guys listening to this mini episode player profile preview Remember, we're having episodes every weekday for the next month, all the way up until game day. I'm pumped. Giants football is back, guys. We'd appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. We're putting in a lot of hard work. We appreciate it. We've gotten a couple new ones in the past couple of days. So we appreciate you guys. I hope you're enjoying these. Give us feedback, what you think about them, um, because I'm the kind of guy where I always think what I do sucks. So pump me up, pump me up, pump, pump, my, pump my gas a little bit, guys. I like when you do that. Anyways, guys, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back next time. Let's go big blue.